Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Hugh Odom. Hugh, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am, George. Excellent. Let's do this. He was the president and founder of Vertical Consultants, a telecom consulting firm. I'm excited to have you on. Hugh, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I guess a little bit about myself personally. I'm a uh, proud graduate of the University of Mississippi with a law degree there. I took that and moved on and uh, worked in private practice for a while, but then went over to AT&T, was inside AT&T for over 11 years, and during that time was worked for property owners and, and negotiation of, of cell site leases across the country and transitioned that into what is now Vertical Consultants. We started this firm back uh, in 2010. We'll be celebrating 10 years this August, and we work with property owners throughout the United States from individuals all the way up to we do work with McDonald's, and we've done consultation with Walmart, et cetera. Um, and we try to level the playing field because I learned when I was inside AT&T that property owners of all types didn't really understand what they were getting into when they were negotiating to uh, with a telecom company to use their land, whether it be an individual, a municipality, or a large corporation. They really were getting in the short end of the stick. So our, our, our job is to make sure that property owners get full value for the use of their property, not only today, but going forward. Got it. So I appreciate that. So you have this, this insider's view, and uh, you kind of saw behind the curtain, and you recognized, okay, this is a great deal for for the providers, but not necessarily a great deal for the actual the 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 people whose space the providers are using. Is that a good way to look at it? It is. I mean, the the the, the best analogy I can make is the the industry, the telecom industry, was modeled after the oil and gas industry of the turn of the 20th century. And what that means is basically these telecom companies, whether it be a, an AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, or some of the largest cell tower companies, they go out to property owners, they say, hey, you're not using that property over there. That's not, you're not doing anything with it. We want to put a cell tower over there, or we want to put an equipment on top of your building, which, you know, your roof you're not using. And we'll, we want to give you this much rent and this escalator, and, and then we want to lock you in for this many years. But much like an oil and gas lease, what they're looking at is if I am, if I am let's say, Verizon, if I'm Verizon, I'm trying to get you to to lock in my cost and, and agreeing to that 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 to rent that escalator in that term. But what am I getting? So think of it this way. If I were that oil and gas company, if I'm Exxon, I come out to you tomorrow and say, I love that piece of property, I want to use it, I'll give you a thousand dollars a month, uh, three percent escalator and I want a fifty year term. But I get to keep all the oil from that property hmm. that I drill out. 
Most people say, no, 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 no. How much are you getting? How, I want to get paid based on how much value you're getting. Well, the same thing applies to a sell site lease. Is when, when a Verizon comes out, they want to use a portion of your property. They're getting value. The only difference is you can't see it like you see oil being produced from the ground. What they're doing is they're pulling value from the sky, and that is continually increased from day one to 2020. More and more value is being produced from these sell sites. And so our job is to make sure property owners understand not only what the value is today that is being derived by, by these companies wanting to lease their land, but also how to structure agreements to get value today, tomorrow, and 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 decades into the future. Yeah, well, I, I certainly have no idea about that, so I imagine that a lot of the folks you talk to really don't have any idea. So what what is this value that's that, that's being derived? Well, if you think about it, you know, one of the things that we, we work in a kind of a niche industry, it's kind of that situation where there's, most people think, well, there's only there's approximately about 400,000, 500,000 cell sites across the United States, whether it be a cell tower or a rooftop lease, a rooftop site. And people say, well, that's kind of a niche, kind of a small, uh, small uh, footprint there. And I say, but hold on. Look at this. And, you know, I'm sure you have there somewhere around you. I'm sure people that listen to your podcast have their cell phones. How much reliance are you upon your cell phone every day? I tell people besides air, water, and food, the thing we're most most relied upon is communication. For that sure. cell phone is usually our usually our main means of communication with people through a lot of different mediums. But these cell sites are the backbone of all that phone can do. Everything from making a phone call to downloading a video to listing your podcast. All that is based upon that backbone. And that value, so every one of those cell sites produces a certain amount of value based upon its location and the amount of traffic coming through that site. So, and that is only getting greater and greater with the, the you know, rollout of 5G. This is not only dealing with individual cell sites, but what's going out there now is all the major carriers are going out and they're basically mandating to some extent, because they have the federal government backing on this, to build out these 5G networks on municipal loan land. So people say, well, I don't have a cell site on my property. How does this impact me? Well, your city, your town, your village, whatever your case may be, is having to lease out or having to grant property rights by property owned by that community to allow these companies to use those areas at a very small value in relation to the – or very small price in relation to the value they're getting. That is your land. That is every citizen in that in that town's land, and those companies are basically using uh, uh, public-owned property to subsidize their their profitability by being able to produce these services through 5G. Now, nobody's going to give you free services on your cell phone. They're going to AT&T is going to charge you for that. What's happening is they're using property owned by not only individuals, by corporations, but by municipalities to grow that value. So that value continues to increase. Everything, the more and more that time goes on, the more and more value that's being derived from all these cell sites, whether it be on private-owned land or municipal-owned land. Hmm. Yeah, well, that certainly makes sense. Got it. Um, do you have a sense of, I'm sure that it's all over the board, but is, is, is there a sense of a lot of people are, are paying or getting compensated way too low? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the big issue right now, we're seeing that property owners on average from the cell tower companies, and that, that's the, the big three are Crown Castle, American Tower, and SBA Communications. On average, they're getting somewhere between 
12 to 17 percent of total revenue being generated from their property from the cell tower on the property now that is a small very small amount of the overall uh, overall overall value being derived from that same property so yes the vast majority of property owners are getting undervalued but here's the thing I always tell property owners when they contact us, they say, well, how much should I get paid? How much should I be getting in rent today? And I say, well, if I told you the exact amount down to the penny of rent you should be getting paid today, that gets you right today. The problem with most agreements isn't that just the rent is undervalued. It's the overall structure is bad because rent is a derivative structure. Think of this as, this way. I go back to my oil and gas example. I tell you the value you should be getting today from that oil out there is Five thousand dollars a month. Okay. Well, that's based upon how much how much how much uh, production that well is producing, and I get I get agreement for you. It gets you five thousand dollars a month. But then, then the oil company goes out there. Let's say two or three years later, changes its equipment, modifies it, and now they're getting twice as much production. You're still getting paid the same rent that you negotiated here today. You haven't changed the structure. The structure. These agreements, even though they're leasing space. They're really utility agreements. They need to be tied not only into the amount of space being used, but the value of production being garnered from that site. So the answer to your question is the vast, vast, vast majority of property owners are getting undervalued. But the, the bigger issue is they need to think about overall structure. Last year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that, we averaged over for our clients over a 300% immediate increase in rents wow. for our clients. And this is because we understand the value of each particular site that they have. And so that's really – so you, so you can just see just from those numbers how much untapped value they're not getting from the use of their property. No kidding. That's that, that's crazy. And from what I understand, that, that the, the value that these companies are getting is going to keep increasing and keep increasing and keep increasing. I know that um, when I hear about 5G – in, in, in the news or on the internet or whatever, it's people are super excited about it, and then there's some people who think it's super dangerous. Uh, so I'm hoping right. you could just sort of fill me in on, on, on what's going on with 5G. Well, I think with regards to – I think people should be super excited with regards to what it will mean for everyday life from everything from – a person using their phone for um, uh, games or just, you know, for entertainment purposes, all the way up to medical a- applications. It, it's going to make everything so much quicker. And also the big thing is a, a, a lower latency. That means like the, the time between, the gap between connecting and, and getting that information and being able to do things are going to be exponentially driven up. Um, so that's the the good the good part of this. It will be better for everybody. Now that doesn't mean that AT and T and Verizon is giving this away. They're going to charge you more for this stuff, and that's how they're going to get their value out of it. Um, but with regards to the, the health and safety issue, here's the thing we tell people: I, my background is being a real estate and telecom attorney. I'm not a, a doctor, not a scientist. I have guys who work for me who are engineers. I have guys who are who are, who are attorneys, et cetera. But but with the health and safety. The big thing is, because it's changing technology, what we promote is we don't believe there's a direct causation. That's our opinion. Uh, but there's always changing technology. The thing about technology is everything changes. So you need to be aware. So my point being is this. If you're an individual, if you're a company, if you're a municipality, you need to make sure any agreement that you enter into with a telecom company, you have some sort of oversight about what's on your property. 
and how and being able to not only monitor it for yourself, but to being able to answer that very important question. If somebody knocks on your door, or send you an email, or give you a phone call and says, "How do you know this equipment?" on your property is safe for me and a next door neighbor or somebody who uses a park or somebody uses a school uh, down the street. And if you don't have that ability as a property owner to say, look, every time they put equipment out there, every time they modify equipment out there, they have to, a Verizon, AT&T, a Sprint, a T-Mobile, has to come back to me and show me, it has to prove that it's not only, it's not only safe, it's being installed in a safe way. And they have to give me some oversight so I could answer a property owner's, uh, sorry, a, a person's question if I'm a property owner and saying, this is safe. So right now, we don't believe there's any direct causation, but we always say you need to be, you need to have oversight to make sure you can answer that question today, but also tomorrow and going forward. Got it. Fair enough. You got to cover your butt, Hugh. <laughs> Yeah, you do. I mean, it, and one of the things we see just very quickly, one of the things we really promote is, you know, we do a lot of work for school systems and 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 we do some work from some large uh, senior living facilities. And it's just people when there are people present at these sites, it's even more important. It's a different if you have a cell tower in the middle of out of a out of a uh, agricultural area or in the middle of a you know industrial area where there's people not living and actually being there right on top of these sites. So it's very important. Uh, to have that oversight and make sure the 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 telecom companies really uh, provide the information you need to be secure. And in reality, it should be more important to the telecom companies themselves to make sure they never have an issue where somebody says, your equipment caused harm to my child uh, or my grandfather or anyone in between. That's what I think it should be more important to those companies than even the property owners themselves. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. So we're having this conversation on May the 25th, and I, I don't know if if the usage, if people are using or if everybody's on their cell phone now during the quarantine or if it was more before, but just in terms of the entire infrastructure, you talked about how there's four four or 500,000 cell sites across the country. If everybody uses their phone at once, is is there enough infrastructure in place? No, <laughs> the quick answer is no. But but the the, the more lengthy answer is this: is that right now 5G is, as I said, going to provide some some upgrades, but it's also going to deal with a fast growing need for capacity because it's not only it's not only using your phone; it's what you're doing on your phone that's really the the issue. And and we're doing more and more off our phone, and because of of what we're dealing with right now, people are, again, having to work from home, having to, you know, go to school from home, things of that nature. And this is something I think is going to be more and more prevalent after all this kind of hopefully gets control of the COVID-19 situation that more people are going to be working from home. Even I think uh, Twitter and I believe Google have said, you know, anybody who wants to can continue to work from home. So that's just going to be, I think, a transition. So, one of the things is that this, there's going to be more and more built out. The estimate before COVID-19 was by 2025, another million to a million and a half cell sites were going to be installed in five years. That's going to be ramped up not only because of what we're dealing with now and the, the, the issue we're doing now. The other part of that is going to be ramped up because we have an inequity in the United States with regards to, with regards to, cell sites and cellular coverage and capacity. 
if you have a rural area, um, it doesn't have those those um, those cell sites and the and the utilities that can be provided on the wireless side to people living in that area. You can't. You're not going to have 5G out there. You're not going to have certain services. So you have a disparity between people living in an urban area versus someone living in a in a, in a more rural area. And I think the my opinion, I have no backing for this at this point. I think the I think the federal government is going to come in and push and mandate some of these companies to build out more and more infrastructure, so there's not an inequity between the between someone living in a, you know a middle of let's say a Boston versus middle of you know Idaho, uh, somewhere in Idaho. It's going to be it's going to have to to basically get everybody more on a level playing field, especially with regards to what's going to happen, I think, in transition of our, of our educational system and people having to, and kids more particularly, some of them having to uh, go to school from home. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't really considered that, but for sure. Hmm, nice. Well, Hugh, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I think going back to one of the questions you asked me is about um, uh, people we run into, I think the big thing with our clients is we always tell people, when they're presented something, whether, whatever it may be, if it's if a new cell site or they're asked to renegotiate an existing cell site, always be familiar with what you're being offered. But more particularly, in any, in any negotiation, understand what you're offering the other side. If you understand what you're offering the other side, you're always on a level playing field. And that's part of our job is to help people around the country when they're presented something to understand not only what they're being offered, but what they're offering as well. I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on. Come on. Hugh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, you can look us up at our website, which is celltowerleaseexperts.com or alternatively, verticalconsultants.com. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Hugh your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to, give me the website again, Hugh. It is celltowerleaseexperts.com. Go to com and make sure that you are getting compensated correctly for, uh, for the work that you are doing or the work that you are allowing to be done. Thank you again, Hugh. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.